Long days and pleasant nights to you guys. This week's episode is Christina Reale. She's really interesting. There it is right off the bat. Um, but no, she's one of the more compelling people and interesting people I've met after I moved back to New York. A- after the war, I went back to New York. A- after the war, I went back to New York. I finished up my studies and I practiced law. I practiced law, but work next door. Even though we started at the very same... Okay, uh, you didn't want to th- th- listen to me do Hamilton? That's that's the entire thing of this. I'm not going to do the interview at all. I'm just going to... Because I can't throw away my shot. I'm not throwing away my shot. If you think about it... um. If you take the extremeness of the nasal quality of Lynn manuel Miranda and, like, the cadence, okay, it sounds like Christopher Walken. Specifically, like, um, like, bits of my shot of, like, uh, and if we win our independence, we'll guarantee freedom for our descendants or with the blood. We shall spark an endless cycle of vengeance, death with no defendants. I know the action in the street is exciting, but Jesus, between all the bleeding and fighting, I've been reading and writing, you know, that kind of thing. But anyway, back to um, the whole reason we're here. What's really great is uh, the fact that uh, she's a neuroscientist, Christina Reale, I mean. Um, And so we talk a lot about the science behind mental disorders and mood disorders and how the brain works and like a little bit of a rundown on that and that has been something that I've been looking forward to a lot because I am fascinated by minds if I could get a brain scan of my own brain I'd love to hang it on the wall and be like this is a photo of me um and that sort of thing um but I think from the like an outside perspective it's really quite compelling to know about how the chemicals in your brain work and why we act the way we do and and that sort of thing. And we talk about language a lot and she's pretty funny too. She's pretty funny and charming and and so forth. Um I do also want to apologize for being I'm I'm very quiet on I know for once. Um on this episode and that's because I had a cold, and I addressed that in the episode. Like, I, I had a cold for two weeks. I'm over it now, as you can hear. I still got a little bit of a... A little bit of... Too. Um, uh, but anyway, um, th- that's why I'm quieter. And But she has a lovely enough voice for the both of us, and she she really choked up on that mic and, and comes through crystal clear, and it's she's really... Yeah, uh, you hear her real good. So sorry for, like sounding disgusting in this episode but um it's worth it she's worth it to listen to um if you want to contact me go to positive negative podcast at yahoo.com and then you can go to patreon and donate there if you want to please rate subscribe and on itunes because that you know bumps up the ratings and, and that sort of thing and um look up i've got like stuff on youtube you know i'm doing some shameless shelf some shameless shelf promoting here um i have a stand-up set that i'm very proud of you should go on youtube look up tristan miller stand-up and i think it's pretty good um but yeah uh i hope you guys have a good time with this episode i had a really wonderful time talking to her um, I hope it happens more often. Um, anyway, I'll quit blithering and enjoy the episode with you. Okay. 
Okay. You ready? Yeah. What do I do? Um, you, first of all, acknowledge uh, the fact that we are recording right now. Oh. This is how I do it. <laughs> um, well then. So. Awesome. You're. I'm, uh, so, Christina, mm. where are you, wh- why are you here? No. Oh, good question. <laughs> yep. um, uh, you told me I couldn't leave unless <laughs> I did this. <laughs> Uh, that like phoenix laugh noise what i i kind of regret that um but uh you're from jersey right um yeah sure we'll say new jersey yeah uh, that's too ambiguous not to well, go no. okay i mean so i grew up kind of in a weird way where uh for all intents and purposes i am from new jersey okay um, my mom uh still lives there my sister lives there um but for a large part of my childhood um, I also grew up in Bermuda. My oh. father currently lives there now, but for a lot of my childhood, it was in Bermuda. All right. Yeah. Grew up on an island. Well, I mean, isn't technically every continent just a really big island? Well, this was like a tiny. A tiny island. Yes. Yeah. Like where? Well, if you ever look on a map. Yeah. Most maps don't have Bermuda. They just straight up because right. it's so small. How many? How small is it? <laughs> how many miles is it? Um, I believe twenty-one square miles that's total. Ri- that's ridiculous. Yeah, so it's you just tiny. Knew everybody. No, I mean I knew well not anymore. But when I, I was a little kid, okay, I was only I, I knew my sister, myself, my family. Okay, um, I would hope my so. dad's colleagues, but. For the most part, I, I went to school in New Jersey, so okay, a lot of that was curtailed. That makes sense. Yep. Um, and I should call you a neuroscientist, right? Um, I mean, or I, a graduate of. I am an aspiring uh, okay. clinical neuropsychologist. Okay, what is that? <laughs> so, um, the long and short of it is, um, I guess. So I would, (laughs) I, um, it's always kind of hard to explain this because I don't really know how What you're doing? Yeah. No. Um, so instead of like a psychologist who would deal with, um, I guess diagnosing different various psychological disorders, and there is a fair amount of that in neuropsychology as well, instead of, instead of kind of looking for, um, the behavioral symptoms, I would look at neurological symptoms. Okay. So um, you do that by administering uh, neuropsychological tests, or you can even look into um, scans, various um, MRI, fMRI, EEG, whatever, PET scans, however, whatever method you'd prefer. Okay. But yeah. So you kind of look at that. And you can do research or work with um, patients and sometimes both. So. Okay. And yep. would you be going into the, hoping to go into, like, obviously you haven't you mentioned you looking for jobs right now. Um, mm. Looking, no. I'm doing graduate school applications. Oh, I see. I see. Yes, I see. Yes. Looking to get that PhD. The FID. Be Dr. Reality at the end of this. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. That, uh, I, Isn't that smooth? I, uh, I got a little excited tongue, right? there. I got a little excited I, there. I, I get it. I do. Um, far, far, far in the distance. <laughs> Um, <laughs> worth lies, it. Worth it. Lies my doctorate. Um, oh, fuck. What 
second. Oh, so would you be you would be focusing on the diagnosis over like you? I would imagine it would be different to be like a technician. So I would be things, more right? like, um, actually, I had a professor that explained it very well, and she called it being um, a detective of the brain. So you essentially put together a person from their way that they kind of present themselves to what they're explaining, what's whatever reason why they would come and see me. Okay. And then give them tests and then put it all together and figure out what does this all mean? Okay. What is actually going on? And can you create a treatment plan for this person? Or if it's like a forensic situation, do you give this information to a judge for whatever reason it might be? Or if it's um, for a job assessment, it could be for whatever it could be for. But um, I specifically kind of want to work in aging. So I would do a little, I don't know if it's depressing or not, but it would be more of like the neurodegenerative diseases such as Alzheimer's, Parkinson's. um, Dementia? Dementia, yeah. Um, Alzheimer's is a form of dementia. Oh, that's exciting. Mm. I learn something new every day. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Now, and I don't mean to embarrass you by this next uh, prompt, but uh, you you did not start off being a neuroscientist, right? No, no, no. I was a journalist for... Okay. Yeah, for a few years. I um, worked for CBS News Mm -hmm. initially for a little program called 48 Hours Mystery. Ooh. Yes. If you don't know of it, you're under the age of 58. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I am going to Google the fuck out of that after this. No, it was, uh, it was, it was good groundwork. We got to deal a lot with like unsolved murders and crimes. And I worked there when the Craigslist killer situation came about. It was uh, myself and a few others uncovered that story for 48 hours mystery. I mean, it was in no means a news story. It had been on the news, but um, we brought it to them. Okay. And yeah, so we did that. Um, And then the glorious recession hit and I lost my job and Mm -hmm. I ended up working for AOL News. There's still a thing? Um, You know, at the time there was. Okay. I think they've been eaten by... Actually, I think they still exist. I'm not 100% sure, but... It's the AOL Time Warner. Ah, yes, yes. Those mergers. Mm -hmm. Um, But for the most part, that was fine. They just pay you nothing and everything is freelance. So um, that was very short-lived. And then I moved up to Massachusetts, uh, worked in a marketing company, and then kind of just gave it all up and started do I uh, did a post back at Harvard for pre-med realized I didn't want to go to medical school and now we're here where I'm okay. um, I, at Columbia now doing a finishing my psychology post back so post back you laureate 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 you're looking at me as if I know <laughs> like, I feel like you do no I, w- I would say laureate would laureate be, right yeah. Baccalaureate. Baccalaureate. Bleh. No. Um. Mm. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> what? Why did you choose this? Why? Yeah. Why? There's got to be a story there. Um. I mean, I just I wanted to do neurology. Okay. Yeah. Just because it looked cool. No, I had when I um left my job at the marketing firm. Uh-huh. 
I uh, had volunteered at this women's center in Cambridge and you just meet all sorts of various types of people with various mental states mm -hmm. and it was just very fascinating to me and there was a couple in particular that there was a lot of um, a neurological basis to what was going on with them and I found that particularly very interesting so I decided that I wanted to go into neurology so I figured the best way to do that was to go to medical school but I quickly learned that medical school is not for me mm -hmm. um, but I still wanted to work in neurology so my compromise to myself was neuropsychology and I'm kind of glad I did because I get to have more of a life even mm -hmm. though I'm still very much isolated <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> and having to do a lot of studies and um, do lab work and hospital work and all that sort of thing it's it's still very rewarding. Yeah, to be clear, this is the first time I've seen you in literally three months. Uh, yeah. yeah. I've been, I had to take the GRE yeah. and the psych GRE. Uh -huh. And then I had to catch up from all of September to go and take tests and for my last semester now. So mm. now I'm kind of done. Good. Well, not done. Let's be clear. But done with that crazy part of my time. Concluded. It's concluded for yeah. now. It's an ellipsis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Picked up up in a little bit. Yeah. Yes. Um, also, weren't you an actor for a little bit? Oh, Yeah, right, this is why right, this, I was right, like, I don't want right, to embarrass you, right, but right. weren't you... So I was... Um, <laughs> I was a bit of a child actor, and then I um, did some sports and abandoned that for a little bit. Some sports. I did some, I did the sports yeah. in the school. What sports did you do? Uh, volleyball, softball. Um, I hung out in the wrestling room and learned some of that, which kind of led to my Brazilian jiu-jitsu love now. Yeah. 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 Um, but what else did I, I think I did soccer and other things. Too. So I don't know. The I did the thing, sports. The first thing I would have guessed would have been soccer. Oh, you look like a soccer I, person. Well, who knew? I actually <laughs> pardon me. Um, <laughs> my illustrious soccer career ended yeah. because I got stung by a bee. So <laughs> okay, are you allergic Not, to bees? Nope, nope, nope. It was just kind of I was bored and I was just standing out <laughs> in the field and I got stung by a bee and the team that I was on was terrible. So. It was just kind of that one of those situations where I was like, I just don't want to do this. Yeah. yeah, like this is a sign. Yep. The bee, there's no reason for the bee to sting me at all. Like I wasn't moving. So I just was done. Okay. Um, but no, and I picked up back up in um, college. Really enjoyed that. Mm -hmm. Did a lot of work in uh, at Hofstra University, right. repping the alma mater. And I was also a seamstress there as well. I did all the... Um, costumes for the department productions oh, for dance and drama. I can sew a French hem, let me tell you. Oh, wow. Mm. I was known for it back then. <laughs> <laughs> and once again, you will be known for it now. Mm. I don't know what that accent was. Um, it was something. Why don't you just stop commenting on yourself? It's fine, Tristan. Okay, other Tristan. Um... <laughs> But yeah, so uh, that you seem to be very spread out in your interests. Where do you think that comes from? Um, or have you not probably. <laughs> to know it's that. probably a bit of too much of that. Mm -hmm. um, 
just I, I really do enjoy acting and I loved it so so very much um, I just had this odd existential crisis when I graduated where I think a lot of actors get this where they believe they're too old to be doing the profession that they're doing huh. I don't and I think in particularly and particularly in particular it, it hits women a little mm-hmm. bit harder than men that makes sense because you know um sexism in the yeah, yeah 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 and being a blonde female mm-hmm. there is only so many roles i've in the end probably would have been offered uh-huh. and they weren't necessarily the ones that i wanted and i think i as much as i enjoyed it and i wasn't terrible at it either i did i did all right you know um do you still have a real can i see it no it's i don't think i have a real i don't know if i do it's gone or would it be a reality in this point oh ah, there it was oh yep yep couldn't escape it yeah couldn't it was like a five dollar bill i'm like i have to <laughs> i have to figure this up um no if i do have a reel it also has my journalism footage as well you're I don't know just, where that is. It's on a zip drive somewhere. You are making a sweeter and sweeter honey pot. If anyone for me. could find it, that would be great. Although there is um there <laughs> there is a video of me in a music video out there in the world. A few people have seen it, not many, but a few. Okay. Yeah. You have to earn it. Okay. Some people put in years to years? earn it. Yeah. I mean, I'm impatient and forgetful it's, so it's either now or i'm not gonna, like <laughs> yeah no but um yeah i went through this moment where i didn't think that i would become successful enough in the time frame that i wanted to and i panicked so i yes so i and i also had the journalism thing to fall back on and the recession hit and i just felt like there are much more talented people out there because I'm limited. I can't do musical theater and I can't, I was in New York, yeah. so I could have done film and television work, but I'm half of what a lot of people can, that can do yeah. that and do musical theater. So at that point I figured I can either continue throwing money into this craft that I don't really have the money to do that. So uh-huh. Or I can try to do something else. And they say, if you can do anything else, do that instead. Yeah. Um, and after a little bit of growing pains, it kind of worked itself out. And um, I feel calmer. If yeah. that, I don't know <laughs> if that's just because I quit this industry or if it's just because I think I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. I don't know. I think that also comes with age as well. Yes, I am turning. Uh, let's see. 75 yeah 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 you don't look a day over 80 yeah it's um (laughs) you know no but like i I mean that sincerely though it's like i'm getting older i've been calming the fuck down well yeah you know what's gonna happen when you turn 27 yeah this is for everyone it's a magical age 27 Mm -hmm. you just everything comes together you don't uh-huh. care about anything anymore. You're just like, no, eh, I'll figure it out. Nope. <laughs> and you just kind of come into your own. It's a weird thing. It happened to me. It happened to my sister. Okay. Someone told me about it when I was about to turn 27. Okay. You're not turning 27, though. No, no, no. You not have for, many years. Not for 10 more many, years. Many, many, many years. Um, three. <laughs> three years. But yeah. 
Oh, how nice it would be to have three years. I don't, yeah, you know, I hear, it depends on my mood. On the one hand, I'm like, every day I'm a day closer to death. On the other hand, I'm like, oh, that doesn't sound so bad. To be 27? To be dying. To be dying? Yeah. Just, oh, what an interesting complex you have. Yeah. Freud, <laughs> Freud would have quite a bit to say. Yes. Luckily, he's fallen out of fashion, yeah, so. Thank Yes, yes, yes. I mean, uh, but if you look at like the studies he did, it made total sense given the uh, the demographic he was like going <laughs> to. Because like when women said like, "Oh, I want a penis," he's like, "Oh, they want a penis. That's bizarre." He's like, "No, they want a checkbook. That's the thing. Mm. They want a society." I mean, like, women where... never said they wanted penises. This was his stipulation. Uh, this was what he concluded because it has to do with the edible complex. So, okay. No, so, I know what it is. No, I just no, don't shake my head because it's bullshit. It's, he felt that, so you have different stages of uh-huh. development, according to Freud, psychosexual stages. Mm-hmm. And so it starts off, you have oral, then anal, then um, phallic, lat- uh, latency, and then genital. I think that's also like for anniversaries. <laughs> like, what do you give someone? Yeah, exactly. Oh, boy. Yep. That's, well... Kind the latency period though that's sad. Yep. Yeah, but but, ev- <laughs> <laughs> but eventually it happens. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <sighs> so that's so terrible. <laughs> so apparently in the phallic stage, if someone has a fixation, mm-hmm. um, it'll be the edible comp. The edible complex arises from this, and this is little boys. Uh, are essentially in competition with their fathers and they uh, feel very, they have feelings that they can't understand for their mother, but they grow out of it and then go into the latency period and then eventually have self-productive, uh, I guess, yeah, productive feelings and become members of society and those feelings grow. But the counterproductive, or the counterproductive, the counter um, fixation for women, Freud believed, was that women didn't have those same feelings. What they had was penis envy. Uh-huh. Mm. And that was... I mean, I know I do. Oh. <laughs> and so... Michael Fassbender. Wow. <laughs> well, I feel like it really is men who have penis envy. Yeah. Which, oh, God. I feel like I've just heard nothing about what penises for most of my dating life. <laughs> and and from, from the men. Oh, yeah. Just... Nothing but like constantly asking about penises. The peni. The penne is actually the penne. Yeah, penne urgente means rigid penis. So oh. know that next time you're in an Italian restaurant. Well, 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 getting that penne. Yep. Um, <laughs> I wonder what rigatoni would be. Oh, you don't. <laughs> it's labia. It's just. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yep. No, but he also Freud also believed that women never grew out of it. Yeah. So they always had penis envy. There's... So they always felt unfulfilled, which is incredibly sexist. And yeah. I believe his daughter, not his daughter, Karen Hornet. Yes. Very nice yes, name. Yes, yes. She proved him otherwise. She said that it wasn't a thing. I feel like I actually is I it. I feel like that would be. A I don't very know if it was her. It might thing. be Anna Freud. To disprove, though, like just ask a woman, "Hey, you want a penis?" No, why? <laughs> okay, I guess we're done here. No, no, you don't understand. They're lying. They're lying very much, but they definitely want a penis. Was he German? I don't know. No, he was 
Austrian. Austrian, same fucking thing. Was, well, <laughs> tell that to Vienna. Yes. The entire city. Yes. No, it's not the same. Like, it would have been that. That's my Austrian accent. It's just Schwarzenegger, mm. which is not good. Um, <laughs> well, well. Pardon me, I'm going to cough. I'm going to edit this out. <coughs> I'm so glad we're doing this when you're on your deathbed. Yeah, it's, me too. Um, it's generous of you. Yeah, you know, I just I give and I give and I give. To the last drop. Yep, and it's the thing I'm giving is definitely uh, not Hodgkin's lymphoma. Mm. By that, I meant the common cold. I see. Um, do you, your brain ever do that thing where you can't think of a word, so you'll just throw another one? Yes. Out there. Yeah. That's been most of this talk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I know what this is. Please let me not say the wrong person or word, but whatever. I'm gonna, this is coming out. It's, it's coming. Chambers Prime. Just let it go. Let it, yeah. don't try to be- slow it down. Just let it go. Mm-hmm. So, as a business professional, mm. what's wrong with me? Well, well, well. Yeah. <laughs> Where shall I begin? <laughs> I uh, I don't know. There's so much. Mm. Well, let's talk. Let's okay. talk about things. Okay. Um, and since you're like, this is actually really kind of cool because I like, um, I've talked a lot about the like the dealing with it on a personal level thing mm. on this thing, but not like the science behind it. Sure. So, what's going on in the brain specifically when you, you have like a hyperactive disorder? What the, what's going on? Why does that happen? Okay. So. Um, all right, let's talk about this. So you want to talk about uh, attention, hyperactive sure, disorders? Uh, sure, I was th- So did you notice the thing about... No, okay. Um, yes. <laughs> all right, well, I mean, Absolutely. attention disorders can occur in various different disorders, though, because, I mean, you yeah. can have it in anxiety, but that's a different type of situation, and you can mm-hmm. have it in depression, but again, that's a different type of um, attentional problem. And ADHD specifically is a... Um, is different from all those two because you have a little bit of a more, I would say, a more pure for form. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because uh, if you have, if you have, um, if you have this kind of attention situation with like depression, mm-hmm. it tends to be a bit more of like rumination mm-hmm. and just kind of constantly thinking about negative things and not being able to focus on attention of tasks just because. And fascinatingly enough, because your synapses become shorter. Huh. So you have a, a difficult time learning and and keeping your attention because your brain actually can't do it for as long as people who do not, do not have depression. Oh. Yeah. Which is kind of sad and scary, but it can be repaired with um, antidepressants. Okay. Yeah. And eventually, um, if it goes on long enough, it can do it by itself. Neat. Yeah. So <clears throat> that's that. But uh, ADHD. So let's talk about that. Just so you know, mm. she has notes. This is oh, the first guest with notes. stop it. No, I now just you can wanna... wiggle the paper. It's wonderful. <laughs> I like. I wish every guest had this kind no. of devotion. No, no, no. I just didn't know what topic we would be talking about. Oh, all of them. All of them. All of well, them. Well, I didn't this know if you wanted to talk hours. about receptors or disorders, so I just wanted to make sure that Okay, define those right. two words. <laughs> so in your brain, uh-huh. you have various receptors, which uh, in a synapse, so you start off with like a little uh, soma, and it can go down the, from the neuron down to the axon, 
and then it leaves the uh, terminal buttons, if you will, and it will has this. What is this? this? Airport. <laughs> And what happens is you have a chemical, I'm butchering this definition, but you have a chemical um, kind of charge. Okay. And depending on what the receptor is, depends on what's released and what matches up and everything like that. So for the disorders I think we're going to be talking about today, um, the ones that we will focus on are serotonin, Uh dopamine, Uh uh, norepinephrine, GABA, and I think, yeah, I think that's it. Maybe glutamate as well. Did they just like run out of good names after the first two? <laughs> like, oh, what do you call it? Uh, GABA? No. I don't know. No. GABA is an incredibly long name, but it's okay. shortened. Okay. What's the. Oh, whole no, 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 no. No, 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 no. Nope, nope, nope. Nope, Okay. Oh, God. It's. Yo Gabba Gabba. That's the yes. full name, right? Yo Gabba Gabba. That's what I thought. Yep. About children not calming down. Yep. Ironically. Yep. Because Gabba, if you have Gabba, it calms you down. It's oh, an really? inhibitory. So it's the opposite of what the name sounds like. Glutamate. Well, glutamate and Gabba are, they're kind of like opposite friends, like the yin and the yang, if you okay. will. Friend Glutamate. Glutamate. Exactly. Mm. 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 Glutamate yes. will. Um, create more of energy and excitement and excitatory in general okay um and then gaba which is why a lot of people who have anxiety they can't calm down is because they are lacking gaba okay so they usually get drugs that are gaba agonists and an agonist is something that will increase the effect of the drug that you want while antagonists are ones that will decrease it oh, i'm definitely pro agonist what? What? Not that you might <laughs> you might not necessarily be because no. depending on what the drug is, I mean, you have different things where like serotonin. Uh-huh. Without it, you have depression mm-hmm. and other things. Um, but too much of it, you can have schizophrenia or you can have serotonin syndrome. Which is? Which is you basically like burn out all your serotonin. Okay. It's terrifying. What does that do to you? You don't have it anymore. Yes, but what would that feel like? You would um, just be kind of come a little bit lifeless and okay. kind of just move along, tired. Okay. It messes up your, um, I believe, your sleep patterns and your, like, your appetite as well. Okay. Because serotonin is in- involved in those things. Um, but yeah, and like dopamine. Dopamine's crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, too much, and you can become addicted to something. Okay. Too little. You have impulse control issues. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, and norepinephrine. That's also pretty interesting. Norepinephrine's interesting because a lot of its effects, I mean, it's it's used in fight or flight, and it's definitely more of an inhibitory sort of thing, not inhibitory, uh, excitatory sort of thing, but... A lot of its reactions are dependent on other receptors. So, uh, for example, norepinephrine and serotonin are often linked together when it comes to SSRIs or SNRIs, which are used for depression. Okay. Um, or sometimes, depending on sometimes bipolar disorder or um, various different forms of things. But anything to do with serotonin, really. And then with uh, dopamine, sometimes it will increase 
if there is some kind of a reaction with norepinephrine as well. So interesting stuff. And then cortisol is involved as well, which is a stress hormone. Okay. Yeah. So that's all those. So ADHD. ADHD. <laughs> what happens there? So um, ADHD happens to be a decrease in dopamine. Okay. So they. Um, so what happens is a lot of dopamine, the way that it travels in your brain is through... Um, for this particular thing through the mesocorticolimbic pathway. Um, and so there's two of them and there's, they go eventually and um, dorsally and so either to the side or up top or back and below. So depending on which way they're going, dopamine kind of originates in a couple of places. And either is the substantia nigra and, or oh. the... What? The subsection Niagara Falls. I've heard of that. You go over in a barrel, yeah. <laughs> Either there or uh -huh. the ventral tegmental area, the VTA, if you will. Mm. And so right next to the VFW. you have... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm. <laughs> um, so you have dopamine originating from these two places. So if you don't have enough, they might not reach your prefrontal cortex. And your prefrontal cortex is the last of your brain to develop. It is... Um, it is executive function, which is your cognitive control of how you behave, really, okay. or how you think about things and that sort of control issues sort okay. of thing. So if you have, if, if it's not as developed or if you're not getting enough dopamine to that area, you'll have impulse control um, or lack of impulse control. Now, I, I just remembered something terrifying. Oh. Terrifying that I've heard, and I'm, I want to know if this is true. Um, that the male brain stops developing around age 25? Um, so do I only plastic, have a year? No. Well, that's not, that's not really true. Okay. There's neuroplasticity can yeah. happen your entire life, and it does. I mean, your brain, so it stops developing. Well... I wouldn't say it stops developing it was, per se. It's harder to learn. No, sort of thing. no, 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 no. Because no, no, I've no. been like, next year I'm no. fucked. Crystallized intelligence continues yeah. all the way until you're old. Good. So you can continue learning those facts and everything. Other <laughs> forms of learning kind of dip off, but like, not now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you have plenty of time. Okay. Um, I mean, I'm kind of in the age range where I should be worrying. Uh, well, because you see, Christina, I imagine death so much it feels more like a memory. Mm. When is it going to get me in my sleep seven <laughs> feet ahead of me? Um, okay, uh, that, that that makes sense. Now, um, in regards to ADHD and the way I've viewed it, and I don't know if this is substantiated, substantiated on anything, I don't know if there's any proof on this theory, um, is it linked to uh the way someone is manic are those similar things or no um well interestingly enough um it just depends on what the mania is and also there is a very very high comorbidity with adhd it's a, a five dollar word and i ah, got you. i gotcha so comorbidity is the clinical term for having more than one disorder at a time oh okay yes okay. so uh, so, for example, most people, not most, that's not fair. So a lot of people who have depression might will likely also have anxiety. Yes. 
And for ADHD, especially in kids, um, ADHD has a two-third rate of being comorbid with another disease. So kids, if they tend to have, have ADHD, will most likely have learning disorders just because of attentional issues and lack of focus and that sort of thing. Um, but, yeah. But ma- manic episodes, I mean, it is affected by dopamine. It's an okay. increase in dopamine. Um and I believe norepinephrine as well, but I know that's also involved in ADHD. Okay. So those two, those two are their friends. Yeah. In this particular situation, um, as far as if they're similar, it really just depends on what the type of mania is. Okay. So if it's, um, I I would feel that it's a little bit different just because my understanding of mania and manic episodes is that they're euphoric. Well. It depends. Yeah, I don't... Again, I'm not... I've never had a manic episode, so I don't really know what it would be like. But um, I'm currently reading a book about a woman with bipolar disorder and... What is it? The Unquiet Mind. That's what I thought it was. Her sequel, um, Touch With Fire, is excellent. Oh, is it? I have it on my shelf if you want to borrow it. I I may. I am reading this for class. Okay. Quite for leisure. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, The Touch for Fire is about the correlation between bipolar disorder and the artistic temperament. Interesting. Well, yeah. I mean, she has, even in her prologue, she talks about creativity and bipolar and the link between the two. Yep. Which there is, but there also is a a link between being bipolar and... And or having early. well okay what? being bipolar <laughs> no no being bipolar is actually the wrong way to say it person who has bipolar there disorder there you go yes. thank you for that yes 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 because the person is not a diagnosis yes that's... um but is it, what isn't it mental health uh, month this month <laughs> is it i think so anyway continue. um so there is also a correlation between those who have bipolar disorder and romantic relationship dissatisfaction. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I could have just told you that. <laughs> it's fine. Um, but by that, you mean... Oh, my nose. By that, you mean, like, the people are more likely to get divorced and... Yeah, less and likely to stay in a long-term relationship or um, just, yeah, more likely to be divorced or just not even do it at all. There's... Yeah. You want to know something really interesting that okay. I, I read about? So do you know that people who have bipolar disorder have um, smaller brain mass, overall total smaller brain mass? I think I've heard that once, but what does that mean? So your brain is has a certain weight and size. and This is your brain on drugs. This is your brain on drugs. Although your brain on drugs isn't as terrible as people assume. No, man. A lot of people... Depends on, like, need. I cannot stop ta- taking Lipitor, but continue. <laughs> You're the only person oh, who have ever laughed at that joke. That is such, that is ridiculous. That's amazing. Thank Good you. for you. Good for you. You're the only person who have ever laughed well, at that. Well, because it's it's for cholesterol. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Yes. That's hilarious. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Um. So, so, no. So you, the, so, okay. So oh. your brain is a total mass size. Shit. Oh, Our oh, food's here. Oh, oh. No, um, so brain mass. Brain mass. So, for a long time. Many moons. Many moons. For many, many moons. 
it was believed that if you had a large total brain mm-hmm. mass volume that you were smart but that yes. isn't necessarily true and uh it does have a protective factor though for side note for um alzheimer's disease and various other kind of neurodegenerative diseases just because i guess you just have more to work through so yeah it's fair <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> but um but no so what it is is that your brain is compro- is composed of gray and white matter. Uh-huh. So white matter is myelin sheath, which is um, gray matter that has been condensed. Okay. So yeah, so you have gray matter, you have white matter, and all of this creates the mass of your brain. And then you have cerebral spinal fluid and all of that sort of thing. So the interesting thing is that compared to like regular this was a i think a huffington post kind of article i think um but if you compare the their a person with bipolar's brain to a control that the control will have a larger uh, overall mass but like they will have smaller but between bipolar one and bipolar two it gets even more interesting because um the bipolar one will have a little bit more volume uh, in the caudate nucleus, which has to do with, <laughs> so it's a part of the brain that is associated with reward and processing and that sort of thing. So that kind of makes sense if you have someone who is um, has something with dopamine because dopamine runs through these reward process kind of pathways. And so if you have these increases in that, you would have someone who is more inclined to have, say, an addictive personality or that sort of thing. Goal-oriented behavior as well. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. I mean, you have some kind of reward there. Yeah. Long and out in there. Yeah. Um, and then for bipolar 2, though, uh, it's just, they are, it's, I don't know. I think I wrote this down, but I don't know what. Um, I think basically it just, Oh, <laughs> just kidding. No, I no, I can't read my own handwriting, so I'll just do what I believe and say what I think I meant to say, okay. which is there's less white matter okay. in the prefrontal cortex, which means you have um, less. So white matter also makes things easier. So, for example, if you have a lot of gray matter, it takes you're basically you have this information but white matter is since it's condensed and it's quicker and it's faster it makes things easier so like for example most people will have white matter where you learn how to eat or you learn how to speak because you especially in your native language because you have done it so quickly and so often that it becomes this very easy thing to do and um, a lot of responses are kind of myelinated as well, just because it makes sense if you constantly are doing these sorts of things. So, so yeah. So they have smaller or they have less volume in white matter for okay. bipolar 2 in the prefrontal cortex. And that would translate to what? That would mean they have less executive control. Okay. And uh, have a harder time making decisions. So yeah, right. fun, fun, fun stuff. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Do you have any? You know, I had huh? listened to an earlier broadcast of yours, huh? 
<laughs> a broadcast. A broadcast. Today. Yes, yes, yes. Where Miles had asked or had said something about how he didn't have visual memory. Is that yeah. what he said? He just doesn't. He can't. Like, if you go picture a tree, he's like, tree's black and, and so is the forest. I don't believe him. No, he's I don't. the same way. So, okay. But here's the thing. He wouldn't be able to speak because you need some kind of visual memory to have a semantic memory okay. you need you need that kind of link otherwise you have no i mean this is language acquisition this is like chomsky and yeah like you need to have that in order to carry on the way he does i think the way he does um, <laughs> a loaded statement i yes. suppose um i do think um i've i've poked him at product because initially i was like well that's horse shit mm. um and a lot of it is he'll think of uh he'll read the word it, when he tries to think of it he will like if you say picture an elephant you're thinking of a picture of an elephant so he, he thinks think, of the word elephant yeah elephant um because i'm bad at spelling um yeah that sort of thing and i had an ex-girlfriend who did the same thing as well it's, I don't know. I I have to, I'd have to study him. Well, I mean, someone should. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a a theory, uh, I suppose. But if it was, but it kind of blows out of the water if he can do it by word, because, I mean, Miles has ADHD, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. So a lot of that also is linked to issues with working memory. Uh huh. But that isn't necessarily visual. Okay. Um, working memory is things that are held in kind of like short-term memory. Um, and so, but that also, I mean, it does have to do with like remembering images, but not necessarily, it, it's not encoding it per se. But it does, it is, so people who have ADHD will also sometimes have learning disorders just because if they'll have problems remembering and encoding what the words look like. But... If he can remember the word, that kind of throws that theory yeah, out the I don't water. Know. He's an odd duck. Well, a Drake, if you will. That was very good. I know. Yeah. Um, I know. There's this beautiful thing of when you know you've been funny. Yep. You got this like red skeleton ass. <laughs> well, I've just. Well, you. Hmm. Mm. Yeah. Um. I'm quite funny. Sadly, it's just wasted yep it is i mean if you kept doing the acting thing maybe you know but like Meh. this you know what are you gonna do relate to patients i, Ugh, who wants I a doctor that ghost does that? write jokes you go straight side yeah do yeah. you well i could yeah <laughs> i mean i'd hire you well yeah um so on that similar why does the because he he admittedly has like the worst memory mm. i've ever seen in the person that well that makes more sense to me yeah, like it's because astounding so there's also in your brain. What is that? There are so there are, are multiple parts of the brain that are kind of linked to each other, uh -huh. and memory usually has to do with the hippocampus. So the hippocampus does all not that lame campus. Not the lame across the no, <laughs> no it's quite Why? hip, hip. Sorry. Yeah, it's fine. Most people like associate like a hippopotamus to it, yeah. but no. No, it's um, it is it has to do with memory. Did you know that uh, hippopotamus means water horse? Oh. Yeah. Yes, it, it does. Yep, it does. It means water horse. 
Think about that for a second. Someone one looked at ugly a hippo horse. Like, water horse. That's that's what we're going to call it. Oh, Jesus. Sorry. So it's related to memory. They're much more violent than horses, though. Yes, they will kill you they for kill, looking at don't you. Don't they kill more people? Yes. Than other aquatic animals? Yes, specifically the shark. Yes. Um, more people die from ostrich attacks than shark attacks per year. And here's the humiliating thing about that. Let me creak and crack and get upset. Okay, so mm. the thing is, the way a ostrich will kill you, and it will, is by kicking the shit out of you. <laughs> so imagine that's, this giant flightless bird that pissed is off. horrifying, but also poetic in a way yeah, right yeah and um cassowaries are the same way and they're endangered so you can't fight back you will go to prison if you kill a cassowary regardless oh of it whether or not it's attacking you and they have like the 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 velociraptor claws on their feet and they will just and there i've cut across my chest and, and mind getting my guts out yes but anyway been disemboweled some, yes yes disemboweled that emboweled um <laughs> it's it's rhyming it's just rhyming. They're not jokes. They're just rhymes. I don't know what I'm doing. But where's now. the rhythm and where's the beat? <laughs> where's it all? Listen to the rhythm. The rhythm of the street. Open up your eyes. <laughs> Open up your ears. I'm glad you got there. Mm-hmm. Um, so how is it linked to memory? Why is that the case? Because like, I, I take your word for it, oh. but um, I want to know why. Well, if you have a lack of dopamine, and dopamine will travel to the hippocampus as well, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of a lot more of it has to do with serotonin, though. Okay. Um, but serotonin actually can be, um, it can be altered and and kind of, I guess, dependent in some ways on dopamine. Okay. So if there's a lack of dopamine everywhere else, then there isn't enough going to the brain to go to form memories. Okay. So that would be why. Huh. Straightforward, simple. Yeah. So what's uh, serotonin do? What's the, like, talk serotonin. About? It's yeah. a happy drug. Well, drug. Ooh, it's nice. not a drug. It's I mean, a happy neurotransmitter. It. Yeah. Yeah, okay. it, um, it is in charge of... It, 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 so it makes you feel happy. Okay. And it also controls your appetite and it suppresses it. And it also um, controls your sleep patterns and basically also enhances your learning as well. Okay. So you have serotonin that does all these things. So if someone has depression or you have a lack of serotonin, you are no longer able to do this, which is why a lot of people who have depression don't sleep well Hmm. or will find themselves wanting to eat more Yeah. or whatever else the case may be can't remember as well which we talked about it yeah. earlier yeah so serotonin is an no. interesting my mom actually gave me a necklace with a little serotonin on it oh, that's nice. it's the molecular structure it's one of those nerdy pretty jewelry you things that at the, like the wisconsin dells when she was there or what a what no it's just that like it sounds like something that would be like at the world's strangest tourist trap I don't know. I think she just wanted to get me a piece of jewelry, but didn't know what and saw that and was like, well, she's she's into the science. (laughs) She would know what this is. I guess that would be like just looking at like, uh, I guess I'll give you the drama theater masks. (laughs) (laughs) Happy, sad, happy, sad. Nothing in between. Yep. Yep. Yeah. 
shit, what was I going to say? I don't know. Was it, in the words of Aerosmith, living on the edge? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Why not? Was I'm that- fine, you're not. I'm fine, you're not. Um. <laughs> so how much of, uh, for what you have to do, how much, like, psychology do you have to study? Or is it mostly, like, Oh, a lot. Yeah, shit look? Yeah, well, okay. you have to be a clinical psychologist before you can be a clinical neuropsychologist. Okay. So it's just, like, an addict, added booth. Of like yeah, it's an, it's like an additional like, like three to five years more. So in D and D, there are skill trees and secondary <laughs> skill tree. So it's like you're a dual class. You're you're both a, a psychologist. Do you and know also all that I've learned about Dungeons and Dragons have come from either freaks and geeks or Stranger Things. Yes, Stranger Things. Yeah. So you're a dual class. You know how someone's like a bard? <laughs> really, really sticking to it. <laughs> really just going to keep on going. Yeah. Um, Do you know the, the phrase, know your audience? Uh, oh. No. Oh. No, this this sh- this will help me, though. Will in the it? future, yes. As an actor. As a, more importantly, a stand-up comedian. Yes, yes, yes. Know the audience. Yeah. Well, I do. I know Read you. the room. Read the room? Okay. Uh, well, fine. Um, but but in thing. what language? Counterpoint. That was a terrible joke. I'm glad we just moved past okay. it. Well, we're not now. No, I we're know. Talking. I missed no. what you said because I was talking. I said, but in what language? Okay. Oh, I see. Um, yeah, just let's keep going. Uh, writing on the wall. What is that? Uh, Pink Floyd? Uh, no, before it was Pink Floyd. It was actually in the Bible. Um, oh, well, uh, right, 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 right. Anyway. Um, it's a Bible. Yeah, it's a Bible. Uh, um, a doodle do. What was I gonna say? What were you going to say? So, um, I assume the reason people have anxiety is just like their fight or flight's fucked up. Yes. So okay. you you lack GABA. Okay. The GABA. The GABA again. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Like GABA, GABA. So people would be given GABA mm-hmm. ag- uh, agonists. So. Um, GABA is actually very interesting because you, it's a calming, okay. um, effect on your body. And so if you lack it, you get all of these kind of, uh, these feelings of worry and panic attacks in particular happen to do with a lot of, or a lack of GABA. So, um, benzodiazepines, which are usually prescribed for, um, yep. panic attacks and anxieties and various other things are GABA. But they also um, use GABA, or they used to, for um, various other things. I think Profanol has it a little bit. Okay. And actually, St. John's Wort, one of its main components, uh, is a GABA form. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, how would you approach someone, like, for example... Mm. Uh, we were we spoke briefly earlier about like how difficult it is and um, to once you have a diagnosis of more than one things and how things are kind of linked. Um, how would you? That's right. I dropped the notes. Okay. Getting deep cuts right now. Guns a blazing. Guns blazing. Oh, it's oh, buddy. How would you go about prescribing someone who has, say, for example, ADHD? He tests positive for ADHD, bipolar disorder, and obsessive compulsive. Tests positive. Yeah. For oh, all these like things. an STD. Yeah, abs- yes, it's an STD of the mind. What are you talking oh. about? Yeah. Um, I mean, STI now. Yeah. 
disease apparently is too okay so the word disease is so shitty because like a dis- <laughs> okay no hear me out a disease is like a hang now cancer is not i'm not uncomfortable like i'm dying i'm not uncomfortable anyway well you could argue that the cells are uncomfortable well yes they are like it's it's right but it doesn't go fur far enough i see yes there should be disease and fucking dying <laughs> As, like, two words we use in the professional sense. But they sense. are. Yes, I know, but in the professional sense. I like you did? Yes, just now. As a professional doctor, I did just... A YD? A you dead diagnosis? I don't... <laughs> <laughs> like, don't even try. I believe they call that a terminally ill disease. Yes. But, like, it's just... Doesn't... So I've heard somewhere. It's just a shitty word. All right. I think. Like well, hanger. Hanger's yeah. lazy. <laughs> it's like, oh, what's it do? Hang things. Fucking Germans. Anyway. Such Germans. Yeah. I I am more interested in learning German now that I have a German roommate. Oh yeah? Yeah. Oh um you could ask uh Voss, Haas du Unvoken in the Gemacht. Which means what did you do on the weekends? Oh. Yes, and she could say uh I all I know how to say is I love you in German. Oh well, that's ich good. Ich. Yep, that's that's good. Um, that I don't know how. How do you feel about your roommate though? Like, is that applicable? <laughs> oh, it's fine. Okay, I, I could tell her. Because there's this like the beautiful thing about Spanish is like there's a couple different ways you could say. Ah, uh, yes, yes, which yes. Which is wonderful. Um, but uh, but in German it's Pamela. just very it's just very straightforward. <laughs> I was about to speak some Spanish, but then you're I like no. refrained. <laughs> like my body literally was like, "Don't you dare." Gave us up long ago. Um, <laughs> Put it back in the box, in the compartmentalized box in your brain. Mm-hmm. Um, you could also ask her wie geht's too, which or wie geht's, which means how are you or what's up. Oh, it's similar to qué pasa. I see. Yes. Qué uh, tal? <laughs> Do you know that I also know random phrases of Latin? Like, yes, and then also, um, isn't it Creole? Creole, Haitian yeah. Creole. Yeah. Mm. Why? I dated a Haitian Creole man for a little bit. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Very brief. Yeah. Didn't turn out to be a good fit. On on the topic. But the language is is beautiful in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I think most languages are. If you just stop and think about them. Some. And it depends on where you're from though. Like um Mandarin's very harsh sounding to me, but also like if I grew up speaking Mandarin, I wouldn't think of it. My other roommate can also speak Mandarin. Oh, that's good. Yes. Would, uh... I live in quite the multicultural yeah. home. And then there's me. Yep. Only speaking <laughs> English. <laughs> like, hey guys. I'm really white. I'm I'm so American. Um but speaking of language, and I think I've asked you before, and then we got distracted because we were at work. Mm. How does um, at the strip club? You mean we both is, work as strippers? Yeah, we do. We very much do. Yeah. What's amazing is uh, somehow the I co-ed get... strip club. Yeah. <laughs> it's great for bachelor and bachelorette parties. Yep. Yeah, and um. You do twofer. You have both the husband and the wife come in. Yeah, and like that way yeah. it's still a celebration of love and unity. It's really, I think, <laughs> relationship building. Yeah. It's, what's kind of fun is there's a champagne Invigorates room, it. And then there's also a Colt 45 room for the gentleman. I see. Yeah, yeah. I see. Depending on how much you make, what tax bracket oh, you're in. Oh, well, it's always rough depending on the section <laughs> you get assigned that night. Yes. But actually. To be clear, 
the 60s would be the cult 45 room yes yes it could be good it could but most of the time no yeah, that's really deep. just a deep cuts meld stroke yep and that's I a very specific miles finds it very funny when he <laughs> listens to this oh um, lord but how does how does language work with the like as it's just chemical impulses and then it develops into language so, how the fuck does that work because that's, inc- that's oh crazy. I, I love language language is a very interesting topic and for a very long time i wanted to be a psycholinguistic oh, um but sadly i had a very terrible professor that drove me from the profession crazily correcting people's grammar psycholinguistic right uh it could be yes 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 noam chomsky is really the the forerunner and really the 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 only the only runner in that race like i think i'm winning you're (laughs) only the one that's not fair there are plenty of other well-published people but um for all (laughs) intents and purposes chomsky is the Okay. The guy to go to, but um, he created the language act. Was at irony. Rewind. I hear what you say. Go. Language acquisition device. Okay. Which is people. So, from my understanding of it, is that you have this mental theory in your brain. Like everyone can understand language uh-huh. because you have the capacity in your brain to have images of that in your head which is why i think miles is full of shit quite frankly because you have to so for example you know what a tree is right but someone in another language also knows what a tree is so you can look at that and point and be like that is a tree and then someone else be like oh no arbol whatever i don't know what language that is is that spanish i don't know I was going to say zapatos, which is not that's correct. That's, those are shoes. Yeah, I know. That is not quite the same. I've been using shoes wrong. Oh, well. I've been planting them in the back garden. Well, not terrible. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, that and that particular, that kind of image, that semantic information that we have is able to create language. And what I find really, in particularly, very interesting, which I don't know if this is Chomsky anymore, but so people between languages so let's say you were to move to i don't know ecuador i was gonna say uruguay okay well we'll go with uruguay you know what let's do ecuador fine down by the equator let's let's compromise and say new zealand no that does not work oh no it doesn't in this particular case but i keep hitting the mic with my face it likes you it does it does it though um uh so you move to a culture with a different language. Yeah. And so, but let's say, hypothetically, you were a group of people and you moved to this other country that had this group of people speaking their own language. So you two, speaking two different languages, would try to uh, cross the bridge in like a very broken language, right? Yep. So the interesting thing is that um, evolutionarily wise... <laughs> yep i'm sounding real sophisticated now uh so in the evolutionary sense people so if let's say you were to have a child with one of these uh other speaking language people okay and you guys ecuadorian woman a hot ecuadorian lady Mm -hmm. a mujer (laughs) okay yeah (laughs) and let's say you guys had a baby El Nino. Boy or girl? It's, it's a boy. Okay. Yes. And you name him El Nino, so you remember that. 
Yes. Yes. What a shitty name. Yes. <laughs> <Ellie>. Boy. <laughs> well, like he doesn't know. Sounds like something out of a Hemingway novel. Well, you know, Hemingway. I believe enjoyed language and booze and cats cats and and cigars and communism and florida florida and cuba yeah 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 he was very upset when he got kicked out of i think the reason he killed himself is because he went to the mayo clinic no honestly i (laughs) okay i'm from the town what a what a what an endorsing well, view no, no. of okay, so mental been, health profession. I've, no, I've been to the Mayo Let's Clinic. Just kill the drive and dreams of one of the most prolific American writers of all time. Yes, pretty much. Well, like I've been to the Mayo Clinic. I've gone through their, their at least the, when I went through their um, psychology ward and stuff like that. They were, mm. it was not pleasant to say the least. So I see. I, I Sure. But anyway, well, um, institutionalism has a very varied history, and it still has a lot of things that need to improve on. Yeah. Um, but it's it's one of those things that I think if um, to get a little bit more political, if we had more funding for various mental health treatments and yeah. care, that it would be a better situation for everyone. Um, also, if the insurance situation in this country. Well, yes, people. yes, yes, yes. Instead of instead of, I believe, don't you have? I think, <laughs> I think for mental health, it's like a certain set number of sessions that you can have, depending on the program. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, but uh, but that even that in itself, if you have like, all right, so your insurance allows for five sessions. Yep. Go yep. like that's not that's enough. Not, yeah. That's like, oh well, we've gotten all your background information. Yeah, I mean, you can maybe do it like a turbo, kind of phobia, like extinction exercise, yeah. but that would be probably more damaging than anything else. Probably. Yeah. So I have uh, this beautiful Nino mm. child. So yeah, so you have this Nino child. So let's say other people have these little Nino child. This is sounding vaguely racist, and I'm not trying to. Be, okay, so let's say this culturist number one because race is defined by skin color. Okay, well it's a race of people. Okay, but so you have a group of Martians. a group of okay. We'll make it easier. <laughs> group Uruguay and group English <laughs> speaking. Okay. So Spanish and English. So let's say um, in this particular case that the children of these uh the english-speaking people and the children of the spanish people people they got together and they had children that that generation would create a pigeon language yeah which is very interesting a a pigeon language (laughs) exactly uh it is basically a form of a language without a lot of grammatical structure Mm -hmm. so you can understand it it's not as pretty it's not as fluent but then the more interesting thing is that the children will create these kind of grammatical syntaxes that they shouldn't know how to do. They shouldn't be able to do that, but they create it and they make it a lot more fluid of a language. So if you created this pidgin language talking to your esposa and your children overheard this and they heard like this Spanglish kind of thing, then they could speak Spanglish fluently. Huh. Yeah. And that is how Haitian Creole came about Mm -hmm. because it was... French and it was the native language of Haiti, mm-hmm. and then they combined and it was a, it's it's now what it is and that's Creole. So a Creole is actually the next step beyond a pidgin language. 
Okay. So if you ever hear anything with that's called Creole, okay. then it is the step after a pigeon. So it is a fully formed language. What's Yiddish? <laughs> um, I would say Yiddish is a form. It's like a more of a pigeon than a Creole. Okay. I, I, I love it regardless. Um, Stephen Fry uh, has this really good series. You should listen to it um, called the Frying Fry's English Delights. Ah. It, was, it speaks about language for uh, you know uh, about half an hour. Anyway, um, and one of the first ones is about metaphor or metaphor if you're American, mm. um, and it's really fascinating because the idea is we cannot have a language without metaphor unless it's because you can't say go hand me that book. Unless I grab the book and I show it to you, set it down and go pick that up, mm-hmm. and so on and so on. I see. It's the linchpin of any good language is metaphor. Interesting. Yeah. Actually, I think the theory I was just talking about was Steven Pinker, not. Okay. Noam Chomsky. Just want to make that clear. Okay. But I will check out Fry. Yeah, I'll send you. Well, free, free. Free, free. That's what I call Alex Fry. Sometimes. I see. Um, Shout out to Alex Fry. Yeah. Who may or may not listen to this. Will not return my calls. <laughs> um, now, jumping topics completely, completely. Why does cocaine slow down someone who has manic depression? Because um, <laughs> that's a thing. That's a real so, thing. Actually, why does this? It depends. I mean, it, de- it depends on, well, stimulants in general yeah. are going to be on the dopamine track. Okay. So it depends if you're in a manic stage or in a depressive stage. Okay. So if you are also on a mood stabilizer, cocaine's not going to really do much for you. Oh. So, um, <laughs> so cocaine also has to work in the reward center. So, but it's different because, and this is what a lot of, so I, the thing that's really interesting about addiction in, in particular is that depending on the drug, it causes the same reaction going two different routes. So, for example, if you have, like, opiates, right? So they kind of work in a way that it creates the longing for the urge for the reward, while cocaine and other stimulants are like, ah, reward, this is awesome, this is great. Oh, no, I don't have any more, I need more. Ah, reward, it's, like, crazy. But, um, (laughs) so that would be more along the lines of a dopaminergic kind of dysfunction. So if you already have these receptors that aren't responding properly to doses of dopamine, then it wouldn't necessarily work for cocaine, which is extra. Okay. Yeah. So that might be why. But it also really just depends if it's an amanic phase or an a it. I don't know why I keep saying it. I'm speaking very theoretically, I suppose. Yeah. But if a person is in a manic phase or in a depressive okay. stage. Why is that? Well, because if, you ha- if you're manic, you would just have more dopamine. Okay. So... It would, I think, I mean, don't quote me on this, but I think it would actually not have a stronger, it wouldn't have as strong an effect. Now, I hear that, um, but it is the thing of, like, Stephen Fry um, Mm. has been very open about his cocaine use, um, and specifically during um, a manic episode, and it would be like, okay, it'll calm me down, and I know that when I'm up, I'm like, give me all the coffee because I don't know where to get cocaine. Mm. No. Um, 
I was going to say something. I was was like, like, I do. Number one, I do know where to get cocaine. I've chosen not to. Um, (laughs) Thanks, mom, for listening. (laughs) But yeah, uh, so is it... it, Fun fact. Okay. If you say my cocaine in Michael Caine's accent, you end up saying his name Mm -hmm. the way he says it. My cocaine. My cocaine. My cocaine. My cocaine. Um, Do you know about beer can bacon? I don't. Okay, if you say beer can in an Australian accent, it sounds like bacon in a Jamaican. Beer can. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Yeah. Nope. That's so stupid and amazing. Yep. Okay. I, I want to know. <laughs> Who found that out first? Like, I mean, it's Actually, really Actually, there is, there is a psychological reason. Ooh. Um, <laughs> there are studies in where... So, okay, so this is a language situation. So... A lot of languages, uh, the reason why people, you're never going to be fully bilingual in a, in a language or multilingual or anything if you pass a certain age is because especially, optimally, optimally, it's an infancy uh-huh. that you're exposed to two languages. Because when you're when you're fresh out of the womb, you are actually able, <laughs> popped right out of the oven, yep. <laughs> still toasty, <Yep. laughs> little bruised, but toasty, mm-hmm. graphic. Yep, like um, a good cinnamon apple. Oh. Okay. See, here's the line. I jumped that. <laughs> I, it looks like hopscotch to me. I see. Um, but so the the infant's ears is able to hear tones and and words and syllables the way that we cannot. So, for example, a good example of this is that in Spanish, for example. There is this sound that is between a V and a B. Yeah. So, for example, like, depending on how you hear it, you would hear either vamos or vamos, but it's actually a sound in between. Yes. And so if you don't speak that language, you can't hear it, which is why a lot of people who, like, uh, for example, like Chinese or other Asian uh, languages, they can't hear certain things, which is why you get the stereotypical, like, R instead of L. Yeah. Or L instead of R. I think that's what it is. Yes. Yes. Uh, R instead of L. L instead of R. No, R instead of L because of um, the the scene in uh, Christmas Story. Fa ra 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 ra. Oh. Yes, horrendously racist. Yes, but those were the eighties and the seventies. Yeah, but that doesn't like that doesn't make like oh we didn't know we still we knew. knew we like it just yeah. means but like we're all admittedly, more, even in the nineties some of the things that television got away with. I'm sure. A lot of my uh, ex roommate rewatched a lot of Friends, uh-huh. and a lot of the things that they got away with. Yeah, a lot of, lot of homophobia. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Especially when one of the plot lines was one of the main characters' wives was gay. Yes. Yeah. Like you do. You like you do. Hate like those bundles do. of sticks. <laughs> That's what you do. Well, that is the most like. I... But you know why? Why? I mean, you know why? Because during the witch hunts. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you burn them with On it. smaller kindling. Yes. So it take longer. Yeah. It's awful. And Isn't I hate it? it? It's terrible. That is, that is one of the reasons I really hate that word. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, back to our discussion on But I do witch. like it as a word for a cigarette, but continue. Yes, 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 yes. 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 Look how we danced around that. Specifically, um, and now I'm going to say it, uh, can I bum a fag off you? Because that <laughs> sounds excellent to an American. It does. Yeah. It anyway. does. Um, so, no, so you have these 
that an infant will have this ability to hear these things that we grew out of. So, and this will also have to do with like strokes and that sort of thing. That's why it's difficult for people to kind of relearn language. But there are, um, so there are experiments where if you block out the sound or if you say a sound over someone's saying like, so for example, like ba, ba, or you can even do like pa, pa. But if you don't see, like if you can't hear it, you will make the sound like you will associate that sound to whatever sound you think it will be uh-huh. there's or whatever sound is playing regardless of it might be a different thing that they're saying which is why bad lip reading is so funny yes yes yeah. well thank you for ruining a sketch on youtube for me. <laughs> now i know science why it's a very interesting thing you should look it up yeah i should i probably won't but i should yeah well you know um, no false promises. Okay. So yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think if I had anything else. I don't, I don't know. Think, no, I don't think so. All um, right. Oh, I dropped your brain. Yeah, that's the best metaphor I've ever heard. That wasn't a metaphor. Well, it was quite literal. Yeah. Um. But thank you for doing this. Of course. Yeah, and I'm gonna be like texting you now whenever I have a. I I do want to give the caveat that I don't think everything I said was up to standard, but I think it's it's fine for all intents and purposes. So don't go to your doctor and say I heard that. 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 <laughs> um, but yeah. I can't imagine the scenario <laughs> where someone would have heard this podcast mm. and then diagnosed themselves in any capacity. Well, you never know. Maybe this was the confirmation they needed. <laughs> you know? Like, wait a minute. Do I have racing thoughts? Yeah. Do, Do I speak quickly? It's a really beautiful moment in Parks and Rec where... Like Andy loses his job and when he goes into depression, yeah, yeah, that's such a good episode. Andy, are you okay? Yeah, it's fine. I just don't have any interest in doing things I normally do. I eat too much and I just feel sleepy all the time, but I'm okay. God, I loved him on Parks and Rec. He's so good. He's good and like all the movies he is in, but the thing that sold me on him was Parks and Rec. I, you know, probably shouldn't admit it, but I haven't seen any of the movies that he's been in. Ah, you know, they're for all good they're all good action movies they're all good action movies for those who don't know we're speaking about christopher pratt i think he hates going by christopher well it's his christian name (laughs) it's his given name Christopher ulysses pratt it's ulysses eh no i just made that he could french braid do you know that that was the video that was like i'm done what's crazy is um i'm looking up his middle name um, what's crazy is it's probably something generic. Probably like Patrick. Um, there's this headshot of him going around from when he was living in his van. I do remember that and he one. Clearly, is going for a Heath Ledger look. Like they're like he kind of yeah the same. Well, time. do you know the story about how he got that? He's told it before. You should Google it. Okay. But it, uh, YouTube it if you will. But he was like in a coffee shop, and this guy came up to him and basically was like, "I can do headshots for you." Uh-huh. So he took him to his apartment. Oh no! And he like <laughs> and like probably warning signs all around but he ignored them i suppose and he gave him a shirt and he was like just unbutton it to here and like lie on the couch but it worked and he got these free headshots (laughs) but of course that would work for chris pratt michael christopher michael Michael pratt oh blah meh 
You have an interesting middle name, don't you? No. No? No. It's John, isn't it? It's John. Oh, well. Yeah, well, uh, John means happiness, and Tristan means sorrow. I see. So my mom had no idea. (laughs) And I blame her. I see. For a few reasons. Well, my... My overinflated sense of worth comes from my name, I suppose. Uh huh. Little female Christ child of yeah. Mary of angels. Uh huh. <laughs> Last name means royal. <laughs> you are just, <sighs> just really all up there. Mm-hmm. Regal. I mean, like, it, it'd be a shame, except for you carry it so well. You do. Do I? Yeah, you're just. Well. Yeah, there's this beautiful thing. For someone so clumsy. It's where, so nice. Yeah, you will be like extremely vulgar, but also the smartest person in the room <laughs> while you do it. Interesting. It's a beautiful thing to watch. Uh, am I alone in the room? Sometimes. <laughs> Depending. If you're alone in the room, does it really happen? Is it like a tree in the forest that falls? I don't like this. <laughs> there's this thing, though, this notion of... Uh, you are How do you edit this all out? Do you cut out the pieces that you don't like and just splice it all up? Generally, when I, I've never gotten somewhere, I'm like, I don't like this. <laughs> You're going to need to splice out the part when I was just being like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's going to be an interlude. No, uh, this is where I put the awful. ad break. This is where right. I put the ad break. All right, fine. Also, um, but no, there's this idea that you are who you are m- most when you're alone. Interesting. And a lot of people hate that. A lot of people I know hate that because they feel like the worst people. Like, they hate themselves. What about if you're alone with their cat? As I I feel like who I am with my cat is an interesting... I'm just really perpetuating this this trope that I have. Which is the old cat lady? (laughs) The old cat lady. All I get from people on my Facebook wall are posts about cats. That's it. That is 90% of everything that I get are... You know who would really be interested in this post? Christina. Christina would it's like a cat. a cat. If there's a cat in it, they're there's like, There's a taco and a do cat it. in the same photo. She has to see it. I mean. Taco cat. Taco cat. Do you remember cat. that like Pop-Tart cat? But it was like a rainbow cat? Yes. What's it called? I think it's called Pop-Tart cat. <laughs> it's not called Pop-Tart cat. It's called something else. It's like a internet thing. A meme? That's a... <laughs> <laughs> is that what you kids call it nowadays <laughs> the memes oh right. oh no i think it's time for food, yeah i though. think we're good okay thanks of course no problem <laughs>